Hello, good people, and welcome to episode eight of season nine of the Brenswick Beer Collective. And I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Good evening. And our special guest is Heath McVeigh. Good evening. How are you going? From Crafton Co. Heath McVeigh. 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 <laughs> Although whenever you say McVeigh, then I think of Bane, um, um, you know, from Batman. And that opens my whole But by the end of this episode, I expect we'll all be just doing Bane impressions. I figured last episode was far too serious. And we didn't get anything. We've only got that Blade Runner reference in right at the end. So that's that's a kick off this episode with with a completely meaningless pop culture reference. Um, Yeah. And two already. I know. It's uh, really. I I feel like, you know, we've got The Simpsons and Batman tied into this one. We're back on track. Exactly. Which. All right, so we, uh, as I say, we're a crafting co. Um, Paul Heath is um, looking at us and sort of wondering what he's what I thought this was a beer podcast. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I should give some context. So crafting co is like a special place in our hearts because this was the place where Bruce was born, other than all the message, message, message feeds that Paul Heath had to see as well. Because as we all point out, it was built by emoji and um, GIFs. Yes. Um, I guess the first time I met you guys was uh, when we were working on Bruce together and mm. all I wanted to do was ignore you. Yeah. I, I couldn't... Uh, <laughs> Just fair the enough. The message feed was like, how's yeah. the beer going? Um, three <laughs> hours later, just... just uh, well, how's well, that pH? <laughs> look, at the very least, it was the old wives who were asking those questions and we were just responding with uh, whatever animated gift we could find. Mm. The but, worst thing about group messages. Exactly. You mean the best thing about group messages? Mm. Animated gifts for the for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into what the hell Crafting Co is, mm-hmm. and it's somewhat appropriate that you are in an old wives' ales t-shirt right now. Yeah. But what are we drinking here? So you're drinking Vice beer. So we recently ran an Oktoberfest week, and for that week, we brewed two special beers for it. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. It's a Vice beer. Um, uh, mixed cultured yeast so two varieties of yeast in the fermenter to bring out different flavours um, nice dryness on the finish real basic when it comes to a wheat ale it's all about the malt so nice. 50-50 barley and wheat and of course it's good to its mother or it's um, refreshing yeah actually it's the perfect beer for you know a long day yeah well, it's for not, summer as well it's not too wheaty no no it's, it's got I really like what the yeast did yeah. with the aroma mm. really good I think somebody said they didn't like wheat beers or mm. do you want to introduce them to them this would be a this would be good a good one to... gateway gateway mm. wheat if there's such a thing gateway yeah, wheat, yeah. Mm. a lot of our beers are <laughs> gateways um, we got a lot of people doing real cool quirky things mm. or high volume beers we have two venues and um, our approach to or my approach to the beers is to make something that uh, the craft beer aficionado can repre- appreciate, mm. while at the same time, um, the general hunter from offices across the street or whatnot can come mm. in and enjoy without being offended. Which yeah. is which is a good balance, and I guess it, mm. that there's that there's that odd situation um, where oh, craft beer has its own um, brand elitism. I think where the, yeah, um, you definitely. know, you know, if you if you if you're not drinking um, um, extreme X with of you know hops of mosaic or something and like a hint of you know unicorns then yeah. you then you know you're not a craft beer drinker 
Yeah. But sometimes you don't need the hint of unicorns. No. So beers made to style um, mm. and really sessionable. Mm. We've got one with unicorns in it, and that's fermented in our amphora. But then again, it's just a triple. Like, it's 8.7%, but the unicorn is the vessel itself. Well, yeah. Tricorn. <laughs> yeah. And, and every, yeah. everyone knows that grand unicorn is, like, the best unicorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Though they're hard to get, obviously. But, but how do you support, like, uh, two venues on those kind of beers? Mm. Well, um, yeah. What, that's what, what a lot of people don't realise yeah. in general, I think, mm. that... Craft beer is, it's growing and mm. we, but we all end up in this bubble. Yeah. We were talking about it last week with the mm. takeovers mm. as well, where yeah. the reality is that the vast majority of beer drinkers just drink their standard mm. commercial mm. lager. Mm. So you've got to appeal yeah. to that because that's a huge yeah, that's, part of your that's market. that's a massive part of the market and people come here and they come here not just for the beer, but obviously they come here for the beer. But then just recently we've started going wholesale and I'm approaching, I'm approaching... I guess um, we're in a working uh, place. Yeah, as you were. And I'm approaching retailers, and what they want is not that high volume lager mm. or pale ale because mm. the competition's so high that there's so mm. many people pushing the same style of beer at them that unicorns are easier to sit on mm. their shelf full of you know sixty yeah. different beers. So in that regards, it's easy to get shelf space, but you don't get the high volume turnover. Mm. So mm. when you approach it from two venue perspectives like we've got the mm. Craft & Co farm out in Bangor mm. as well and we produce mainly um, Pale Ale, Pilsner and Bangor Bitter for those so. and we get people coming back like uh, just today I met the two elderly guys that come in every day and drink three pints of Pilsner every day and we ran out over the weekend and uh, we're back on tap tomorrow but today they were disappointed and it's the Pilsner, <laughs> yeah. like, and they come every day for it. They, don't, they don't drink IPA every day. So. And, and the um, just backtracking that a second, when I get to be the old man stage, which, let's be mm-hmm. honest, you know, I was going to say it's only a couple of years away, but it's about mm-hmm. 30 or 40, um, I'm hoping that I just come in every day for three pints, and um, hopefully not Pilsner, but it's a, it'll be a different era. No, it'll be point. a difference. We'll all yeah. be coming in, and we'll, we'll be wanting, you know, yeah. uh, Imperial... Russian stouts. Exactly. And, and, a, and our alcohol tolerance. Not the young yeah. kids will be like mm. drinking their fashionable uh, lagers and pilsners. Mm. <laughs> it all goes in circles. So, and we should, I guess we should flag because people don't really, <coughs> um, bless okay. you. Um, allergies. Ah, uh, yes. Um, people don't really know that Craft & Co is pretty much, so, I mean, you guys, you guys are a brewery here, you're a distillery. We um, roast coffee. Yeah. And we have a vineyard as well so winery yeah. beverages are us right yeah. it's classes too yes yeah. classes yeah okay. so we're a distillery but for us like we're an incubator for smaller brands mm. so we do contract or gypsy brewing and distilling uh, the brewery splits down the middle so 50% is for us 50% is for people like the mm-hmm. Old Wives mm-hmm. Ales or yeah. previously uh, West City oh. co-conspirators are now using the space as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. I heard about that um, and some other brands like Valhalla comes in every second oh, month cool. um, from down in Torquay. And I like Valhalla. And L- Howler, not the bar, but a brew pub down in Lang Lang. He comes in once a month and 
because if you well, lose I, I was going to say I can see on your contract board over there that Howler is up. Uh, Howler is up there, and all I was thinking was, shit, is that actually Howler the bar? I thought that for a while yeah, when he was approaching me because <laughs> he has a bar. It was yeah. called Howler. I've been trying out loud, but but it's not over in Brunswick. That's a shame. Yeah, other Brunswick Howler, if you're listening. Um, yeah. Which you're probably not, but if you are, or if you know someone <laughs> who not. is, uh, if you know someone, someone who knows someone at Howler, <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. you know, I think you should brew a beer, Howler. Right. Howler would be a good place to get. And they do have a lot of good craft yeah. beers. And yeah, they experience. do. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing we do is we do a lot of co- collaborations. That's how we met. But we, mm. I always like in brewing a beer for a bar or for a pub. Uh, we did a beer for Lincoln Hotel which won mm-hmm. the pub of the year I think it was this year because and of that beer yeah. no 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 specifically <laughs> because of that yes, beer yes definitely yeah. no but part of that's part of their activities and that's what would have pushed them across the line mm. they're doing a lot of things outside of just being a pub and, yeah. and that's what makes mm. them awesome mm. food uh, amazing we yeah. did a beer that we distilled into a spirit for Boilermaker House so they had the spirit and the beer wait 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 available. How, how do you distill a beer into a Spirit. Um, the the, the, so, the layman's term weren't because I have uh, no idea. No. Mashing, uh, making sweet work, sugar extraction mm. ferment for, for fermentation uh, without adding hops is how you create wash. So you extract all your sugar from the mm. from the malt, and you ferment that, and then you get a high alcohol percentage in your now oh. fermented product. It's not a beer because there's no hops. Yeah. Uh, and then you take that to the still mm. and you distill that. What does that turn into? So generally it turns into whiskey. So mm. whiskey is made in that manner. Uh, you usually need about uh, an 8%, 12% uh, alcohol content. I, I, I love the I love how that was phrased. Generally it turns into whiskey. Well, yeah. So you can make rum wash, you can make vodka wash. Mm. We make small runs of vodka wash here that we then blend with other things put it through the still for flavor and we now have a, a run of our own vodka coming out soon um we've done wow. some rum trials but rum's a little bit mm. it's a little bit hard to break into because you never really know what's in the cane sugar you're receiving um and mm. the content of amino mm. acids and nutrients which can affect right. the overall flavor so we ended up creating something just it was straight up uh, mol- cane sugar cane molasses Mm-hmm. Um, and it went super salty. Oh. And we're finding it's all trials here yeah. um, in regards to wash production. I've been brewing for a long time, but producing wash is something that I don't really get the other end of. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can make something really clean here, yeah. but it, out, out, coming out from the still, it's a little bit boring. So we found the funkier the better. So now I'm culturing up different um, bugs in barrels, which I can inoculate washes with. Uh, working with our cheese room up upstairs. So I forgot to mention. Wait, wait, you have a cheese? cheese. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was actually just discussing it today with the cheese maker about stealing her lactobacillus cultures oh. that ah. she uses to acidify her milk, um, which helps. Uh, yeah, it's part of the cheese making process. Uh, uh, I can pretend I understand that, but I don't. Cheese beer. Look, look. I mean, yeah, you're one step ahead. Yeah. You're one step ahead of us because we can pretend that we understand all of that. Stuff. Well, we don't yeah. know anything. That's why we no. did like old wives and he yeah. <laughs> exactly. with this great idea for a beer. It's like, but we don't know how to make beer. All right. Well, I guess like it's more about um, everything we do here, or I do here. I was mm. trying to incorporate something 
in a story mm. as part of a beer. Um, Mocker ESB incorporates the coffee, the still, and the brew house. We have a mixed fermented cider mm. coming up, which I got the barrel. It's a barrel fermented and wild fermented cider blended. Mm. And um, the barrels come from the winery. It's so. such a unique situation. Mm. I mean, I can't think of any other situation like it where you'd have like all of these things mm. pretty much at the same place. Well, eventually, at the moment, the barrels we get our hands on are just wine barrels. Mm. But once we start laying, bourbon. laying is down it, is bourbon, it bourbon, well, no, not bourbon, but you know, we'll have rum. We'll bourbon have County. Gin as well. I was talking today, I'm Bora. We're going to get another mm-hmm. one of them and um, rest some gin in it for a while and then I'll put a beer in that to extract the flavour mm-hmm. from it. So, so um, There are unicorns mm-hmm. somewhere and they're coming. <laughs> yeah. now, how does the Amphora compare? That soak up less than a barrel or more? Uh, so we don't age in them. I have aged in them and became quite thin, We're lacking all body. We're all aging. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it wasn't very interesting. A little bit like cider. Yeah. But we do primary fermentation, as you can see. There's something in there right now uh, for two weeks, and it mm. tends to reduce the hop bitterness, but leave a lot of the the fruity and floral characteristics, the spiciness of the hops. Okay. Um, so that's interesting. And it finishes with like a mineral sort of flavour. If later on we can probably try the triple and I'll you oh, that'd be decide awesome. for yourselves. But, um, and mm. the shape of the vessel itself um, changes the way the yeast interact in their volcanic motion. Oh wow! And of course, there is the the porous mm. nature of the vessel itself. So I do feel like the dumbest man in the room right now, but that's pretty normal for me. Well, when it comes to the M4, there are people who have done a lot more research than myself. Um, and <laughs> I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm generally just, how would you say, um, working on their research and knowledge. When, well, we're all building on the, uh, we're all standing on the shoulders of giants. Exactly. So, uh, so I mean, what I think what's, what's really interesting is that, because obviously you guys make your own beer, mm-hmm. but you also, you know, you also pretty much help everyone else make their beer. Mm. How much of... How, how do you <coughs> divide yourself away from um, not wanting to um, try and um, make their beers your own? Um, I kind of define our beers as uh, very approachable. Mm-hmm. So I generally try and encourage our contractors to push the limits. You know, if you have a look <laughs> yeah. at what uh, co-conspirators are known for, and mm. um, they've come in. I don't know if I can really discuss what they're doing, but some mm. of the things they're doing you'll see in about six months' time. One you might see in about two months. And their beers that I'll get, I'll get them I drunk wouldn't and do. Myself. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to Valhalla or mm. Howla, they're making, you know, their core range beers mm. here. Yeah. And I'm not... I've, we've got our own core range, we've mm. got our IPA, we've got our parallel. There's no need to take that from them. Um, as a contracting facility, I guess the beauty you get to do is share knowledge. Mm. Even just last week, I was uh, chatting with Shannon from Old Wise Ales. Mm. And we know him well, he's like, a good kid. Uh, just Incredible sharing everything beer. we could about how to hop a beer. And all the reading that he's done, all the reading I've done, and 
and this becomes a space where we can all learn together in mm. that sense and take you know the the many brews that I've done and the many brews that other people have done and bring that knowledge together to just make the industry better as a whole eventually or even now like Look, it, um, I, I think it's uh, it's a long it's like got to be an ongoing process yeah. you never get to perfection but if you feel like you're on the way there then that's pretty much the best you can achieve practice mm. makes better exactly yeah but what but, is success success is describing success to somebody and realizing you're describing yourself well that that was far deeper than I intended Mm. Well, each beer is, um, it's always the same beer, but tweaked Mm. until you're happy with it. Even a a good beer at this stage, Mm. I mean, we're a brew pub, so we get to experiment. We're not, we're not the pirate life. We're not the kaiju. Mm. We don't have to, our our audience isn't light and vast. The people that come in, Mm. enjoy a meal, have some beer and I guess experience the change. I think the first time you know, I discovered it was with a group of friends and kind of one of our friends was, well, Jeff. Yeah. Actually, Jeff had said, you know, oh, yeah, well, I walked past this place and it was new and, yeah, it looked interesting and, you know, mm. we should check it out someday. And we are in Collingwood and we were like, mm. okay, mm. yeah, that, that place I discovered, and we walked in and it's like, I think there's a brewery, like a brewery in here and they have their own <laughs> beers. And then we saw the beers and it's like, oh, wow, like not only are there mm. beers, there are yeah. really interesting beers here. But, it's, mm. it's a pretty rare thing. Yeah, like the tap list right now. <coughs> uh, I'll start from the the core range, like standard beers first. You know, American Pale Ale, uh, Pale Ale, IPA, Pilsner. But then we also have on tap a Marzen, a Vice beer, a Triple, uh, another Amphora beer that we have. Um, oh boy, what else do we have? We have a cider, of course. Apparently you hadn't moved the taps around the other side. <laughs> I'd be able to see them. Yeah, I used to work the bar every Saturday night and Friday night as well, but recently um, production in mm. regards to what we do here is uh, gone so, uh, twofold. And uh, it's just, uh, I'm just needed in the brewery more often now. All right. So the obvious question is, because it would be remiss of us not to, so the beer we're drinking, mm-hmm. um, should we find out what other people are saying about it? What do you think about it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, what do I think about it? When it comes to a wheat beer, you get all your flavor from the yeast. Mm. Uh, you can take it all the way through to like uh, lolly banana kind of mm-hmm. flavor. Or I've had that, yeah. you can have a nice crisp finish to it as well. And I think this sits somewhere in between. Mm. Uh, there are some off notes, but I'm not going to tell you what they are because <coughs> well, you probably haven't picked them. Well, no, but that's the thing that you know you're going to pick the off notes, but we're probably not going to pick the off notes just yeah, because we're not looking for them. So probably could have uh, started a bit lower on the fermentation. Mm-hmm. It was quite a high fermentation and very fast. So usually that that creates a lot of off flavors. <laughs> In the beer, but it's still quite delicious. It's got a nice earthiness to it, and that's the earthiness mm. is something that I probably wouldn't be mm. wanting in the beer. Right. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a so. Well, I quite because I um, edit text for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, then part of me, whenever I'm writing something, I will instantly be critiquing every single thing that I write and ch- checking it, then rewriting it, then checking it, then rewriting. Yeah. It. 
and it's an odd thing that you can't really turn off. Do you get that with beer? Yeah, so if I was to walk into someone else's place mm. and they brewed this beer, I'd probably be like, this is a good example of a vice beer. I'm quite <laughs> happy with what I'm drinking. This is a good place. Um, but with anything that I make, mm. if I think it's amazing, well, I should just make this more, mm. right? I, I'm finished. My life's over, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, I guess. But it, that's a problem I have whenever I drink beer. Mm. Go anywhere and critique it. Mm. And it's like, you go to a, a new brew pub and um, you think to yourself, okay, I understand the brewer, I understand what they're brewing mm. on. They've done a really good job for what they have. Yeah. Um, I understand their history. Mm. But then if you walk somewhere who, you know, they've got so much money thrown at them, uh, you know... I want to have an money experience um, and a real big place, and then their beers are mediocre. That's mm. when you kind of feel a little bit like, where's where's the harder craft gone? Yeah, if, yeah. So, money doesn't buy quirkiness. Money doesn't oh. buy uh, really awesome beers. I, I don't think. I think I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm thinking of one place in particular, <laughs> and when uh, the owner came into our venue and was just, I was just chatting with him, he said where he was from, mm. and the first thing I said was, "I love your food." And then I realised that, that was probably oh, yeah, but I didn't know. I was but, just giving him a compliment, and I did love his food, but I didn't mention his beer. Well, uh, look, I, I do usually <laughs> talk about um, going to to Shoots Brewery in uh, Portland. And really, really, really loving the um, the one in Pearl <laughs> District. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, the the one with the and really, really loving their fried chicken and waffles. Food is really good. <laughs> ah. Well, I guess uh, the beer, the beer was like, eh. but the fried chicken and waffles that was fucking amazing. <laughs> you remembered that exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, it was the be- it was the best uh, thing I'd had all day. Yeah. Um, so, well, luckily, only um, one person's checked it in. Yeah. Rude. Being um, only available at one venue. Good point. Well, we tapped it last Saturday. Ah, uh, it's early days. Yeah. Yes. So 14th of October, Michael Helm. Um, 3.75, no comment. Um, and that's that's it. <laughs> We've run I would have given it before. a 3.75. Yeah. I, I think it's a 3.75. I, I completely it's agree. I think it's sold. a 3.75. We'll definitely drink it again. and <laughs> yeah, I really like it. It's and after a long day, it's the sort of thing where you go, just really want to drink this and drink well, like, it really quickly. I mean, like I was saying before, I really like wheat beers. Actually, it's kind of one of my mm. gateways. Is like, first tried a Hooger, and I remember I was like, "Oh, this doesn't taste like a beer." And then I discovered Wine Stefan, and it was like, "Oh, this makes Hooger and taste like crap. This is even better." And you taste banana and cloves, and but then there's something to like drink a six pack of. Mm. It's like, well, they can get a bit, yeah, yeah, get a bit heavier. Mm. This is this is lighter, which I actually like. So. With our glasses empty, I think we should move on to the first beer, or next beer. And we are back, and as is traditional when we're back, we're on to our first beer. And what is our first beer? The first beer we're drinking is our Oktoberfest Marzen, and Dark Lager. I did find it. I... I Excellent. So, what uh, what was the step you had to go through to on, on Untap to find it? Well, you can't type the Craft & Co as the brewery, because as we know, the way the search function yeah. works, basically all those words... <laughs> Would be sliced words out. that aren't really... <laughs> I mean, if I, was, if I was writing a search function and I understood how that all worked, 
I would I would cut out all those words. If you want to find dogfish head, write craft. (laughs) That was the example we got, wasn't it? Yeah. Because a lot of people do search for the dogfish head beers. Mm. As a craft beer. And whenever (laughs) I try and find our brewery, I type in craft. Yeah. Um, And dogfish head. So hot tip, you go to venue. Yeah. Greg from Untapped, could you set up an alias for us for that one? Mm. Anyway. Um, I don't know if that'll happen or not. I just, I just wanted to act well, cool. I probably should follow that up. I keep right. thinking I should. Uh, so, this. All right. I, I, I need to ask because I was in uh, Mornington like three or four weeks ago, and mm-hmm. they had um, on tap like because you know you go somewhere and they've got like their specialty beer or whatever, and Mornington have like four standards, four different ones, and they had one of them was a Marzen, mm-hmm. and I looked at it and I thought, I. I can't really I mean it was a warm day I didn't really want to experiment I just wanted to go for something that was really really fast to drink mm-hmm. but what is and so I didn't really find out what the hell an act, my actual Mars is officially yeah there's a guy so, that owns a brewery <laughs> so uh, from <laughs> he's the a hawker, yeah. he's a hawker historical perspective I guess it was the beer that was brewed between the months of September and March mm-hmm only it wasn't allowed to be brewed any other time and um, by the way, from munich sorry i should flag for people listening if you're wondering what that sweeping sound is that's the cheese room being swept upstairs it's directly yes. above us yeah lots, lots of cleaning going on yeah well it's very important that you have your cheese room clean mum always told me that mm. sorry back to you Hiz. um and it's a lager dark beer mm. so it finishes quite clean and dry but it gets a lot of multi characteristics from decoction mashing. So this what was how was so decoction mash? Decoction mashing was a method that was employed in breweries in the olden days mm. when you didn't have thermostats and temperature probes, and you didn't really have the way of control that we have these days. Mm. So you'd all for consistency across time. Mm. You would which which sounds like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, you would use decoction as a way to brew all your beers, and a lot of really bready pilsners will mash out with decoction. Mm. But basically, decoction is taking a portion of your mash, uh, getting it up to your sacrification rest, getting all your 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 essential sugars for fermentation Mm. out, and then boiling it. Not sacrificing things. No. No. Uh, and we did that three times. Basically, took apart the brew house, put our own uh, temperature probes on broomsticks and stuff like that because none of our probes reached the mash. Because mm. the gruel that you take off, we only did 500 liters. Mm. It was like 90 liters the first time, 130 liters the next oh. time. I think we finished around 190. And each time, so we started it. Um, uh, we did three rests, starting at 35 mm-hmm. to 40 degrees, then it was 50 to 55, and then we did a 65 to about 68. And um, it was the first time we'd done it in that manner, and mm-hmm. maybe a few of our calculations were off in regards to uh, heat transfer. But mm-hmm. we usually hit most of our targets, but um, it didn't finish as dry as we wanted it. Mm-hmm. But it is luscious with mm-hmm. like big caramel flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really really that's easy that's what drink. i noticed when i smelled it you could smell those and that that that's really bready as well you could have done this with the same malt so we use munich and Munich 
Um, you hold it up to the light, it's got beautiful red tinge to it. Um, it's true. But that breadiness, it's almost smel- Wait, it's a like breadiness or breadiness? No, bread. bread. <laughs> no, 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 bread. Marzen. <laughs> Sometimes uh, Marzen is <laughs> also it, smoked as well. It sounds like yeah. a cricket player. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brett Marzen. Yeah. Think about when you open up a, a fresh loaf of like so brown bread or something Marzen? like that. Mm. Sorry? Would that be a Rausch Marzen? No, it's not. No, I thought the same. It's mm. not. Uh, they still just call them a Marzen. So mm. it's like with Scottsdale, sometimes they can be petered. Oh, I'm yeah. petered. Mm. Yeah. No, right. no. So Lauren would not like five. it. No, no. Too yeasty. Yeah, definitely too yeasty. <laughs> that, what, have people checked this in? Um, the only <laughs> problem is, like you said, yeah. why would you order a Marzen? I, you have to know what you're doing. Well, that's when the you thing. Order a Marzen. That, that's the thing, and even, even I looked at it and like, I don't want that. No. I was umming and ahhing about calling it a dark lager. I thought, who, who wants to drink uh, a Guinness? You know, sometimes oh. how you label your beer is how you sell your beer. Right? Yeah. And, and of course, based on my own experience, calling anything a lager is a very easy way to get people not to drink it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're doing um, a lager. Lager yeah. off. Yeah, we, we did a whole episode on lagers, and it's still to this day the least listened episode we've ever done. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. For your listeners. Yeah. People just see the word lager and they're like, no. Yeah. Which is... Blackmans have just done a series of lagers. They're quite delicious. Yeah, it's not the lager. Like, they do one a month, I believe. I think I could could handle one glass of lager per month, but beyond beyond that, I've just got... That's the problem. I mean, there's too many scars from, um, um, you know, lagers past. Um, Macro lagers. Lagers past. Exactly. That's what you should have called the episode. Whoa, the of Lager's past. past. Oh. No, no, we're not putting Lager in the title. <laughs> no. Lager started like coloured beers. That's true. What would we do without them? Exactly. Drink other... No, we couldn't drink other things. No, You're right. Paul, what did they find? Is there anything out there? Uh... Yes, so there's a good old, funny enough, Michael Helm on the 14th of October. Again. We love you, Michael. 3.75. 3.75. You know what? For a Marzen, I haven't had... That's the other thing. I haven't got much mm, scope for, for, yeah. for mm, comparison. Yeah. But it's still, I think it's delicious. Um, it's very clean. We lagered it for... Oh, we lagered it yeah. for five weeks. Um, brew day took 13 hours. We mashed for seven. It's kind of like a brewer's version of slitting your wrists. That's a little bit on PC, but sorry. <laughs> Look, we understand. As we what say, you mean. as we say in the brew in the brewery, it was a fun day. <laughs> if you ever hear a brewer brew describe a brew day as a fun day, that's you should ask what happened, what went wrong. <laughs> it's common people to say things are interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's that's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. 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 Hmm. No, that's that's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look back at Paul and say, "Have you got anything more?" No, no it's that it's me. Mm. Who also gave it 3.75 because mm. it's delicious and I would drink right. it again. Well, I suppose he's given how much effort this beer took. Yeah, I'd like it to be drank by more people. Well, but I, I'm also going to do it every October now, mm. so it'll be that that build up to torture in my mind coming around of, in August. Like, well, mm. we Oktoberfest is happening again. <laughs> But all, all I was going to say was, given that, um, given how much work you put into this, mm-hmm. and 
do you judge it based on how much work do you because does your perception of it change because you put so much work into it um no because i still think that there's imperfections like i said it should be drier so that just comes down to um too many unfermentable sugars it mm. finished at around 1018 so 1.018 gravity or about uh, four plato four and a half plato mm. wait wait plato as in um, like the philosopher no as oh. in the uh, other measurement for mm. sugar in beer or density of sugar in wort ah okay yeah much like the philosopher Yes, because the device used as sacrometer or a hydrometer was originally mm. just in Plato. And that ah. device, if you've ever seen one of those little um, cylindrical tubes with like weights in it that go up and down according to the weather and it's ah. registering pressure, that's a Plato device as well. I so it's got no to idea. do with uh, density of liquids um, and, and the weight of them according to, yeah. So nice. a Plato device. A hydrometer, a sacrometer, same thing. You ever um, made homebrew? Uh, not little, since I was a kid. Little thing you drop no. in. Yeah, it's no. a Play-Doh device. I do have fond memories of bottling my dad's beer. Got in a lot of trouble at school because of that. Um, anyway, <laughs> what do we think about this? Um, yeah, 3.75. I'm rolling 3.75 as well. It's really nice. How do you? What happened to the other 25? 0.25. Uh, it's it's uh, to get into four territory. It's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a big step. Yeah, that's, I that, realized that. I looked yeah. at, uh, is it Michael? Um, Michael mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually, um, the only other four that I saw on his, as I said, I like to stalk people and untapped mm. over the weekend um, a bit earlier. Look, everyone knew Was a stone IPA. Mm. Everything. So I was, re- I was like, oh, 3.75. And then I had a look through mm. and um, he gave our IPA like a 4.1. Well, that's impossible. You can't give it something 4.1. Well, it was whatever it was after. 4.25. Had, 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 had a little yeah. bit of the start. 4.25. Yeah. Um, I think it was the same when old, the first old wives line. Right. When I gave that beer 3.5, and I'm like, oh, that's oh, yeah. oh, I think it was a 3.75. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's low. It's like, no, no. Like, no. 3.5 is like my score. Mm. If you get above 3.5, you're, that, you're, you're yeah. above. You're so, above. So, it's kind of like you wouldn't want me to ride in your Uber. Um, <laughs> very yeah. harsh. So what do we think about this then? Um, 3.75. Yep. Right. I like it. Would definitely drink it again and, and then some. I do really mm. yeah, notice those. And it's super easy that to drink. Was talking about. It's like it smells. It's actually, you know, a lot of beers, you smell them and then they don't taste. Mm. Like you think that smell like Cantillon, for example, that smells mm. like diarrhea mm. mixed with puke. But then you drink it and it's amazing. Very accurate description. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, well, that was that, that doesn't make sense. And yet, here we Whereas are. this actually has that nice sort of caramel sort mm. of smell and then you drink it and it's got those same notes. I really like it. Yeah. Heath? Yeah. First time doing a decoction mash. Um, pretty happy with, it, with where it ended up. I was a bit afraid it might not ferment at all. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I quite like it. The way I know I like it is when I choose it at the end of the day. So if uh, I choose a beer out of the 12 ones we have on tap, that means it must be good enough to drink more than once. Mm. And yeah, or when uh, I've got a mate that works in the area and he'll come here for a knockoff on a Friday, and this is always one of our go-tos. So that's a good example of it. 
I like the beer that I've made. What rating are you going to give it? I don't rate beers on Untapped. <laughs> if you did, um, yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, if you did rate beers on Untapped, uh, like, I'm pretty harsh. Probably like a three, because a four is a five. Mm. But I don't rate. But how did? What so gets a three? A, what gets a four? So brewers tend to lower their yeah, rate that, their beers lower. They always do, yeah. Unless they're Hendo. Yeah, unless they're Hendo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to three point seven five as well. I mm. think it's beyond a wood drink again. So yeah, so we call it the Christoph scale. So three point five is a wood drink again. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like not remarkable, not unremarkable. Right, well, we drink again. Three point five. Three point yeah. five. All right. Um, Would you tell go. anyone about it? That's like the next scale. Ooh, if I was is here, it? I would. Yes. Okay. All right. Just turn around to the bar and be like, guys, 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 have you had the Marzen? Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we should move on to the last bit. And we are back, and I'm looking at some glasses that are a little bit smaller than the last ones, but there's a good reason for that. Heath? Yes, this is the Amphora Tripel. It's 8.7%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just correct me if I'm wrong. Tripel was just really a fancy way to say triple, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. I, th- I thought so. Well, well, triple spelt differently. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like the um, the e and the um, l. Are just I believe flipped. it's a Belgian or yeah, Belgian way of saying triple, mm-hmm. and it just means triple strength. Let's say it's actually mm-hmm. a typo. Yeah. It's like it's like over it's like overmaltine. What the hell is overmaltine? It's 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 it's, it's overmaltine, mm-hmm. and when they introduced it to the UK, they mm-hmm. made a typo. And really? they only wrote o- Ovaltine. And then that became what it was. Oh! So if you go to like Austria and like mm. Central Europe and stuff, it's Ovaltine. Mm. Oh, wow. But everyone else is, everyone else is o- o- Ovaltine. So I'm, I'm going to say triple. They just, you know, got the right. E and the L the wrong way around and then kind of just rolled with it. This is witchcraft. Mm. So so you're saying that this is a um, triple, not a triple? No, it's probably triple. What's a triple? I say triple. Even yeah. when I see it on the shelf and other other breweries have made it, I'm like, triple. It deserves <laughs> it de- deserves more emphasis yeah. on the last syllable. I think. Yeah, it's and kind it, of and it deserves like um a beard scratching. Yeah, yeah. triple. That's like what's his name on Arrested Development? Mm. Actor. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what's the ABV on this? Eight point seven. Um, which would explain the tiny glasses. Yeah, it is a Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Monday. It's Mondays. And it is from the Amphora, so reduced bitterness. Mm-hmm. And the nice, very complex mid-body. The mid-pal is probably the most right. interesting. And having taken several sips, I wouldn't pick it as being eight. No, uh, it kind of drinks, what did someone say? Like a six? <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Look, um, look I, I feel like that can only be said if you're, say, wearing a baseball cap back, ba- baseball cap backwards, and you're like, yeah, drinks like a six, yeah, yeah. Mm, like a so weird, like a weird American jock. The whole idea of brewing this beer was we'd done one other for Gabs, and it was to show off the vessel and its flavour. And this this beer is just like where we want it to be. This is the mm. kind of beer that we want to produce from the Amphora. It's big. It's rich. Um, it's angry and um, it carries it doesn't it talks back um, yeah and it carries the flavor of the vessel well whereas the other one was a bit one dimensional mm, but well, that was specifically made that way well nobody needs one dimension one dimensional beer 
This is like five missions. Wait, wait, wait! I've I've seen that on um that um Interstellar movie. So the fifth dimension is uh gravity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, because that's new physics. Exactly. So it's this is the this is the piano key um piano tied strings. into the black hole. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. pushing books off shelves. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that makes total sense now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Lucky for the movie. Exactly. Yeah, without that. We're still be in the four dimensions. Look at that. So you were looking at us unusual with our pop culture references. Yeah. Look at you now, how you've grown over the course of this episode. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> All right. Um, Paul, are any, is anyone actually saying things? Uh, you want to guess who? Does his name start with Mike? Yeah. He, he did? No, <laughs> other people have said things. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, just, just Mike Warren. Now, me now. But um, no, just, just so, Michael Helm. Yeah, he came in um, on, on Friday. Friday. He's been doing um, a pub crawl around Melbourne. Yeah. He's from the States. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, no, but you're right. There's two comments. Yeah. Ah, well, he gave it a four instead of a 3.75, and he also commented on this. Good! Exclamation mark. Wait, yeah. wait, just the one exclamation mark? Just yeah. one exclamation mark. The interesting thing is from the States, but I've got him as a friend on Untapped. But I don't know who he is. Weird. Well, That's I say he's from the States because he oh, went so he to like. almost... I don't know him. I said I stopped. Mm. Ah. He's Everyone been to almost hobby, every, like every like, brew pub and brewery in the last week that he could possibly go to in Melbourne. That's when uh, you can tell that they're, yeah. they're like beer tourists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been that beer tourist. Yeah. <laughs> so let's stalk, let's stalk Michael Helm <laughs> in the absence of other check-ins. He's done some good Having ones. Having said that, there is one other check-in, uh, Irene H. Yeah, she, she didn't read any. She's just a very polite, um, untapped user. Flight beer number six. Yeah. But Michael Helm. It's, um, that's what it was at. This is the Michael Helm or theme. Helmy, as um, he calls himself. Unique beer hunter, one exclamation mark. Mm. Two, 2,656 beers, 2441 wow. uniques, Not since bad. 27th of June 2015. Wow. Yeah, um, well, oh, Pasco Vale. Um, right. Where is he now? Oh, purchased at Carlin Cellars, but drunk it. Pasco Vale, a scrumpy, cloudy. He's <laughs> been cider. busy since Saturday. Um, so Paul, how does how do those? <laughs> he just a lot of beers in at Carwin. Yeah, like, who, he probably he's a beer tourist. Who is great? I'm not making fun of you, Michael. No, no, um, I mean we're all. Oh, uh, he went to the tiny Rebel launch. I was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have bumped you. You might have shared this with him. You might have met Michael Helm. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's wind this back a step. Um, <laughs> so he was at Carmen and then clearly bought a lot of beers from Carmen and drank them at Pascova. Also important. Let's wind this back. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we think about this beer? Well, I think yeah, it's irrelevant now after we've heard that Mark Helm thinks it's good. Um, I really like it. It's, it's, it's actually it's really smooth. Mm. It does hold the alcohol well. And I don't like the aftertaste. I'm really liking the aftertaste, but I don't know what it is. That's the vessel. That's just that's, that's the earthenware. It's so that's where you get the character. Both vessels are different in flavor, but we blend them into our bright tank. Mm-hmm. Just uh, see for ease of use when it comes right. to carbonating. Was this the first time you'd made a triple? Mm-hmm. Or sorry, a tripel. Yes. What about a triple? Haven't made that one yet. It's almost like a Give it some time. For that, like, mm. like candy sort of aftertaste, but not sweet. Like, so there's. Know, it um, doesn't really make sense, but. No, that's no, the no. That's the best no, way no, I can describe it. Well, yeah. 
it's known that to boost alcohol percentage in these beers, you use a different variety of sugar mm. other than just the... the so not brown sugar? Um, no. Not, not um, stevia, the um, sugar substitute. Mm. Not splendor? Not sweet. Uh, I think there's about there's 3% of golden syrup yeah. that, mm. that builds the body in this. Golden syrup leaves a lot of unfermented... Wait, wait, wait. As in golden syrup, the thing you buy at a supermarket? Yeah. Bullshit. I love using it in beer. Ah, um, I really want to get into using a lot more different varieties of honey, like uh, in the stone. What's the avocado beer they have? Avocado IPA is oh, yeah. That's great. That's well, of got, course, because there are stones in avocado. That's got... Thank about, you, thank you all. I'm laughing on the inside. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I believe... When I met Mitch Steele, he was saying it was about five, no, 10% of fermentables were avocado honey. Ever okay. since then, I've looked at substituting some of the fermentables with other varieties of sugars oh, in you, liquid form. You've seen all the honeys that Beechworth honey have. Exactly. Mm, like 100 different mm, kinds mm. of honey. And they all, you go to there, they've got their shop at the Block Arcade now. Mm. And they've got all the jars lined up and you taste them and some they taste completely different. Well, if it, table sugar would just thin out and make kind of dry and boring but there are some sugars depending on what the constituents are will lead to a bigger body mm-hmm. in the beer and that's what's happened here it's just pale ale malt um, and abbey yeast fermentus fermentus we use we use fermentus in the brewery here sometimes wait wait did you say fermenter or fermentus fermentus like sapphire because it does sort of sound like a marvel villain fermentus yeah it should be like a beer villain. <laughs> I am fermentous. Well, there is the uh, the Three Floyds comic. Yeah, yeah. Which from so Dark Horse did a Three Floyds comic. Okay, and it's all like their beers. Dark, the yeah, characters like, are named after the beers. beers. And I'd Would, like to see the clown shoes version. That would should, be cool. It probably is. That would probably be a little bit more like preacher. That'd be a bit creepy. Yeah. But on that note, what do we think about this beer? Do we agree with Mike? I, I do agree with Mike. I'm giving this a four. This is M- Mike is a barometer of all things. This is um he's been three out of three for Michael Helm. Now this is the kind of beer you want to tell people about. Yeah, this mm. is um, so we we put it in six sixty mil bottles and while I'm head brewer, I'm out on the road every second week repping to bottle shops and stuff, trying to see if they'll take. Is there it. anything you don't do? Do you also have like cheese that you're carrying around while you're doing those? Um. Well, I st- maybe cheese around your neck and like a. I started as a waiter here, oh, with shit. a keen interest for brewing. Yeah, not no, just I already not, had not, the keen interest in some experience. Um, not just a regular interest, but keen interest. Yeah, uh, keen interest to brew, and once some issues with the power of the venue were sorted <laughs> out, the brewery was ready to go, and so was the still. Sebastian Rayburn, he runs the still. He's been running it since. About June, July last year, and in September, um, I got give it a brewery. It was amazing. Look, as, 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 as some kids, when they grow up, they get like a um, you know car or maybe a tractor. If you live in the country, mm-hmm. you got a brewery. Yeah, it's a beautiful brewery. Yeah. I mean, best yeah. actually, my birthday's in September. <laughs> uh, I started as the a brewer um, first of September, so it was like a really nice birthday present. That's awesome. But to be fair, it is a serious job. Um, I 
think I've got many more grey hairs since then and there's been a lot of support from everyone that works with the company and, and the venue as well mm-hmm. to, to get us to where we are today to the point where after a year of brewing we're now mm-hmm. confident in our products to take them to other places which is awesome I've been brewing since I was 19 I'm now 33 so it wasn't like I came to the show with no experience but um, yeah and learnt the system for a year before moving into head brewing. We should finish up and say what we're actually thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking a four as well. Yeah, it's, oh, it's really this, good. Yes, it's really Sorry. good. I, I, I stole the conversation. That's me. all right. Well, yeah, well, you got to think beyond of what the beer just tastes like. There's nothing like this in Australia except for this mm. beer. Yeah, that's so what I say. It's for your uniqueness. It's not like a. It's different, I, yeah. Um, it has to go above a four for me. Ooh. Like 4.25, because that's when you go and tell people about it. That's that's bold, but it's a fair call. Because yeah. if you line this up with all the other uh, Trappist beers, not that this is a Trappist beer, mm. but it's made in that style, um, it, there are, it's, it's worthy. Mm. And it's worthy not just because tastes delicious but it's been made in an ancient vessel um yeah the, I, the vessel itself isn't old but the style of the vessel is i'm going to ancient the ancient vessel you can even see like uh, the got an indiana jones quality to yeah, it yeah i wanted to call it the sumerian monk <laughs> we tend to not name our beers here yeah. it's a good name for a beer right. you can use it yeah. so i'm thinking we should finish up there mm-hmm. but this is an awesome beer, and we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we have been uh, talking with Keith McVeigh from Craft & Co. And you should come here. Yeah, if you're in the neighbourhood, or help make yourself in the neighbourhood. Um, it's a really cool place to visit, and there's so much I had no idea about. And there are many things about beer that I still have no idea about, but I'm, I'm good at listening. And the food is great. Yeah. <laughs> I like but, the chicken burger. But probably not to the <laughs> level of, of Deschutes' um, um, fried chicken and waffles. Because I still, I still, I still, think, I still think about I've that. I've done that once and I almost vomited. I still think about <laughs> but you that. you have to um, do it. That, that, duck, yeah. that duck ragu. Even though that was, uh, that was... You've had that here? That was yeah. so good. No, it was. So on that there. note, before we go further down that rabbit hole... <laughs> I've been in Brunswick food collectors. <laughs> Ooh, if you uh, like good beer, you like good food, don't you? It's true. I mean, you've got taste. And chips. Potato chips. Everyone likes Well, yeah. I mean, chips. everyone likes chips. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, uh, chips. chips. <laughs> um, I've been Chris Shorten, and we've been with Paul Christoph. Good night. And we'll talk to you all next Bye. week. Bye.